0: This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're
1: listening to The Nerd Coalition. Welcome to. No gimmicks needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. Want to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now?
0: Yeah, here you see him punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seat of Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. AND. And also joining me is my co-host, not Dion Sands Prime Primetime
1: sup y'all
0: it's me the p-r-i-m-e yep we are coming at y'all uh a week after the thanksgiving break hope you guys all enjoy your thanksgiving break and i also hope you guys enjoy your christmas holiday as christmas is literally right around the corner so if y'all do got any plans on christmas shopping be uh safe about it you know i i know money is tight for a lot of people a lot of people in this day and age stuff like that so i mean like look guys do what y'all do what y'all guys can. Don't go overboard. I mean, our annual Christmas party we had to cancel this year. That that sucks, okay? Cause you know, we be having our Christmas party every single year, so I'm just like, but now we're not even having a big Christmas party or even doing big gifts, nothing this year, so it kinda sucks. I hope I hope we can come back strong next year though. And before you know it, NBA season about to start right back up again on the twenty mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, no time Yeah No time at all The only thing that's Disappointed me Is that I don't get My coming to America On the 18th So Well no, It's
1: gonna be in March
0: So Yeah I gotta wait till the end of quarter one Maybe,
1: maybe if it come out in, to- in 2021 It'll be better For a better year
0: <laughs> You know what I'm gonna think Positive I'm gonna think like you bro. I'm definitely gonna think like you So Uh We We got uh, Things to talk about Russell. a lot of things uh, Happened This past week over in wrestling, But before we get into that, let's make sure we get into uh, paying the bills. And once again, make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly, the production company that we are part of. Check out all the black podcasts they have here in Philly. Such as the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides. And, of course, the Market Dark Show. Join the Nerd Coalition for their content over there as well. Such as the No Gimmicks Senior Wrestling Podcast. Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntable, Semi-Culture and Beyond. Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, Balls and Lodge Podcast, all that great stuff. Check us out on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or excuse me, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. And make sure you guys also uh, check us out. The snippets on YouTube, you guys got YouTube Premium, check out the snippets on there as well. And also, uh, we, we got others for check out. Check out the Real Nerd Coalition dot com. That's the realnercollection dot com. That's our website. You can see all the things that we do over there, and make sure you guys check us out because uh, it's getting cold where I'm at. Prime now, I know we experience different winters, but is it cold down there in the, in Florida? Uh, well, the, well, the, it depends on what you call cold. So like
1: fifty, well, sixty degrees almost
0: is cold here. So I mean, yeah, I know because you know my home state of Alabama. You know, it'd be like we ain't coldy, and cold, but when it's hot, it's hot. But up here in Philly, it's cold. Okay, I'm saying like your the Hawk is out. Okay? And the best way to keep yourselves warm this holiday season, especially to buy a gift for any fan that you know of the channel, is buy yourself a Nerd Coalition hoodie. Nerd Coalition Studios hoodie, you guys go to Teespring slash the Real Nerd Coalition. Once again that's Teespring slash the Real Nerd Coalition, or go to the Real Nerd Coalition and go to the buy our merch section and then you guys can get the N C Studios logo. NC level up. Also, the classic logo. We've got the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast hoodie. You guys get all that great stuff also. And make sure you guys are out there when you're shopping, you out there fighting COVID-19 with your new NC Studios mask, along with the NC Level Up mask, man. Make sure you guys go out there, get those masks, help support and stuff like that. It, it, it really helps us out. I'm waiting for time to get his mask. We can put it on Instagram so we can show the world that we got, you know, people out there, you know, buying the, the NC mask and stuff like that, so make sure you guys go out there and protect yourselves, make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia podcast every single Friday, with a new Nostalgia guest on there, time uh, sell the most previous episode,
1: uh, we had Jermaine Williams, who was on The Great Debaters, and on Fat Albert, and on various commercials, and, uh, yeah, I mean I think that was really enjoyable. So you can listen
0: to us talk about that or And that man
1: could dance. Yeah,
0: yeah, he could dance and yeah. or you can uh watch our Keenan episode with Keenan Thompson. That's a good one too. Yes, that's a
1: good one. Did you do your improv one yet? The uh yes, we did drop that.
0: okay. <laughs> all right yeah, so uh every Friday, Prime Nastasha podcast Make sure you check that out. Also, check out uh, Q-Flow. The Wardrum merch is on. And the Wardrum, obviously, is, is on com. All that great stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh.
1: I'm going I'm to I'm do this for Q. He dropped a new song, actually.
0: Q-Flow dropped the new Okay. Okay, fine.
1: It's going to be available everywhere next week. And it's called Finish Line. I'm a, I'm a, I had to give him that.
0: Oh, so he gave you exclusive rights right now? Nah, he just put on he put
1: on IG like a couple hours ago as we were recording this. Oh, like
0: two hours ago. Wow, as okay. we are
1: recording this,
0: so I, I will have to. Oh, you know, shout, shout out to Q Flow man. It, do out there doing thing? Got a new song coming out. So he said next week.
1: Yes, the finish
0: line. The finish line. Yep, yep, yep. So make sure you guys go check that out. We'll be promoting all the great Q-Flow stuff and the, the music. Anywhere you can find your music, you can find Q-Flow stuff there also. Make sure you still uh, support the album, the wardrobe. The man is out there, still still out there making music. I know that pretty soon, this man about to take off, man. So, you know, y'all better hold on to the leg as, as he about to take off. But you know what? We're going to take off here on this uh, wrestling podcast pretty soon as well because we're going to keep uh, covering all the, the, the topics that's out there And we had to start off with a big one. We have another wrestling death, unfortunately. And we've had. Wrestling took a. uh, Just like the rest of 2020 took a hard hit this year. They -hmm. they, kind of like started.
1: Wrestling with sports, comedians, actors. Yes,
0: 2020 took a hit like 2016 did. And. uh, Nah,
1: bro. I think this is way. (laughs) This is is definitely way
0: worse. Well, I mean, don't don't give me no hold on. Now you know, 2016 was to start taking some heavy hits. We we lost Prince, China, Bowie. Like we lost a lot of hits, heavy hitters on that all one. But right, well,
1: heavy hitters in that one. But all right, well, your first three is already the heaviest, almost the heaviest of heavy hitters.
0: So I mean, uh huh. Yeah, but 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 this year the first, we, the first, you know, three.
1: You name the top three of 2020, literally can compete against everybody. Yeah, was <laughs> wrong, but seriously.
0: Yeah. So, but we lost. WWE Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. Now, me and Pryor come from two different wrestling eras. So, you know, uh, we probably both remember Pat Patterson a little bit differently. But a lot of people remember Pat Patterson for being one of Vince McMahon's Stooges. If anybody watched the Attitude Era, remember the the Stooges of Vince Vince McMahon had Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, right? Uh And Honestly, even though I started watching wrestling in nineteen ninety two, I wasn't familiar with that version of Pat Patterson. When I started watching the ad there, he has always been one of known as Vince's Stooges. Just like remember when that whole little thing they had with Vince's Devils with with Candace, Michelle and Victoria and Tori Wilson. Yeah, well d- they got um the the Stooges and they would go against the Mean Street Posse. They would be the ones that would take the bumps you know, for Vince McMahon and, and stuff like that. And pretty I'm sitting, much
1: like, um, J&J Security
0: almost. E- e- exactly, for Vince McMahon. You know, Vince will take his own bumps and everything. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking like, it, it didn't hit me until I watched, I want to say, was it Breakdown 1998 or Over the Edge? I think it was Over the Edge 1998 when Undertaker, it was Dude Love and Stone Cold, right? Mm-hmm. And Undertaker came out. And Undertaker came out. I remember he attacked Patterson and Briscoe. I remember when he Slam Briscoe through the announce table and Briscoe got, like, some mad air. <laughs> For the first time, though. And I was like, wait a minute. How does old guy know how to bump like that? And that's what I was saying in 98. But it never went past me that Gerald Briscoe is part of the Briscoe, brother, like, a famous tag team that's been around and won championships all through the 70s and 80s. And it didn't occur to me that Pat Patterson was a Hall of Fame wrestler who was the first ever Intercontinental Champion that they won in a tournament. At that time, that's what Patterson and Briscoe was known for as the studios, but then as I got older and did my research and gone back into it, I was like, yo, Pat Patterson is somebody. Uh And looking at it, he was the first Intercontinental Champion
1: (laughs) I just
0: went back and watched the chokeslam. <laughs> okay. okay, so, so you, you see how he got yeah. the air on that chokeslam? Yeah, he, he
1: got up. There. <laughs>
0: that that right there is what I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These guys, like you know, when old folks get get okay, like like this, because I I don't like mentioning his name too much. But remember when Battle of the Billionaires when Trump got stunned.
1: Yeah, and that's the one you decided
0: to come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was so bad because you was like, you can tell he's not a wrestler, right? And he knows so the mm-hmm. shit anyway. But when somebody get air like Briscoe did, I'm like, yo, you know, you know something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. When he got sure. at Briscoe. Paris did. I was like, yeah, because Paris got choked same too, didn't he? Who? Pat, Pat Paris got choked same too. Oh, he yeah,
1: yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was like...
0: The table. Yeah, it wasn't like, bro- like... that, yeah. because yeah, got some mad air. That jokes, So, yeah, and that what made me start questioning who these guys truly were. And Pat Patterson is credit for a lot of this. Pat Patterson, because remember, the creative team back in the day, during the whole attitude or something like that, was only Patterson and Briscoe. Uh, no, 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 excuse me. It was only Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon. They would sit out by his and, pool. You
1: no, know, it was... um. The other dude, too. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, too.
0: And Bruce, okay. In, in the attitude there? Because wasn't Vince yeah. Russo part of that also?
1: Well, that was a little later. Vince Russo at, came in in 97. Because it was like him, it was like them three, and then Cornette, and they were all together. And then Russo came in like 97 or
0: 96, maybe 97. Yeah. And then and then that's when they kind of got out of control a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so. the original
1: team was, was those four Gerald
0: Briscoe, Pat Patterson, McMahon, and uh, Bruce Pitcher. Yeah. So, b- b- before they had a writing room with 30 writers, which they don't need, it would just be them sitting in the pool and writing, uh, you know, the stuff for, for wrestling matches, stuff like that. Now, what, what some people may not know, depending on how much of a wrestling fan you are, is that the whole idea for the Royal Rumble. Came from Pat Patterson, mm-hmm. and the Royal Rumble has to be one of my favorite pay per views ever because mm-hmm. out of the out of the classic five back when King of Ring was taken seriously, and I think Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I can say that Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are the only events that. WWE actually takes time to book. Like, like the the shows, even though like still to this day. I mean, like even so to this day, like those things, like no matter how bad wrestling gets in, in that year, it's something about that luster that it still has. That SummerSlam, Survivor Series, King of the Ring don't even have no more. Uh,
1: I do say it varies for. Her. It varies for the Roma because they, they 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 doing it good now, but like in 13, twenty twelve thirteen, fourteen
0: years was uh it was rough. Yeah, you know you got Jay Uso coming in at number twenty nine. I mean, yeah. Come on, yeah. now. like the, <laughs> it, it 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 was rough. I will say it was, it was very rough. And the thing was though, but it's like even to this day, everybody went to the But like even when I got tickets to go to Roma when it came to Philly, I was like. The royal rumble i gotta go i gotta go there for the countdown mm-hmm. you know see so no matter how they book i gotta go there because i went to the first ever women's royal rumble i don't know i knew
1: you wasn't gonna say
0: the first ever royal rumble but i don't know why i thought I was about to come out your no mind. no bro please i wouldn't even i, I, I think i was like a, a couple months old <laughs> when the first royal rumble came out uh no i was um I'm talking about the, the the first ever women's Royal Rumble, which happened in Philly in 2018.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm saying yeah. I know that's what you was gonna say, but I, I don't
0: know why that came to my mind that you was about to say the first ever. I don't he, know he, why. He, he, he about to say he drawn on that age. No, I didn't. I didn't go there. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I went there and it it, had, it still had that Rumble magic, despite the other part of the card kind of being kind of lackluster. I, I still think I was like, it, it's still I still enjoy the Rumble. WrestleMania, I still host WrestleMania parties every year. I've been hosting a WrestleMania party ever since. Um, first of all, I ordered. I remember I was upset because I wasn't able to get to uh, Tyson WrestleMania fourteen. Okay. So okay. from WrestleMania fifteen all the way down to WrestleMania thirty six, I've ordered every single WrestleMania on pay per view. Okay. okay. Even when. The years I, I stopped watching wrestling... Because there was a time... I think I, I stopped like watching wrestling from 2009 to 2012. And then I got back into it around 2012... Because I hated 2011. And I wasn't watching... I wasn't watching any Rawls. I wasn't watched, watching any... SmackDown was a recap show anyway. So I wasn't watching any Rawls. But then I always made sure... I saw who won the rumble, and I always saw. Uh, I think I think twenty ten pissed me off because I was just like, I don't care. I like, oh, Edge came back. I was like, All right, <laughs> and I, I, that's kind of how it was. But he had that idea, and his uh, the idea from uh, that was, he said he wanted to do a battle royal in reverse, because before didn't
1: yeah, nobody
0: thought of that. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean. At that, at that time, who did, though?
1: No, I'm saying I,
0: it's a good reason why they didn't do it anymore. Oh Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so they was like, well, we also have 20 guys in the ring at the same time fighting whoever's the last person of wins. What if we have a different guy come out at a certain amount of time and then uh, we do it that way? So the first Royal Rumble was not a huge success at all, and yeah. it took place on a house show. One-man gang won the first Royal Rumble, and it wasn't 30 guys, it was 20 guys.
1: Was
0: it one-man game? I thought it was Big John oh, Big! No, you know you what? Know, it wasn't Big John Stutt. It was uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. My bad. He eliminated one-man game. He must have won the second one,
1: then. That's probably what I'm
0: thinking. Big John Stubb won the one in 89. Okay, see. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Big John Stutt, uh, he won the one in 89. And then, you know, Hogan had '91, 90, 90 and
1: 91. See, look, he had 91, 92, and 93. The one
0: you know we do Flair, Flair got, got one of the greatest ones in '92. Yoko in '92. Like I know all the Royal Rumble winners up until now. Would you okay, want? Okay. Would you want to test me? But I, nah, I Let okay. Um. '99. Let me stop. stop. Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, and and uh, he he was a. Uh, it wasn't a big success. So Vince actually gave him a second chance and then they came back and made it to a pay-per-view of the Royal Rumble which I I think when the Royal Rumble happened I think there was I forgot what show on WCW they was trying to go up against I don't know if it was the answer for Starcade because Starcade is always in December for WCW and the big stuff for WCW was that War Games they used to have remember remember Spring Stampede I think they had at one point
1: yeah Uh, was it Spring? yeah Spring Stampede yeah
0: yeah, so you know uh, they, you know, uh, had a lot of things that they were trying to go up to, and then even WCW tried to mimic the Royal Rumble with the uh, was it the Battle Bowl, which I which which lasted for like for like a year. It didn't really work out too well, but um, yes, he has to get credit for the Royal Rumble match. And the, the match up until now has been a success. Like I said, there there are more boring rumbles than others. There are worse rumbles than others. There are some rumbles that you know you can you can forget about. But to always having the concept of the Royal Rumble is something that I am always always happy to you know to, to to be a part of. He's also the very first Intercontinental Champion. Intercontinental Champion, growing up, was one of my favorite championships because it was the workhorse title. Uh-huh. Now, Intercontinental Championship. Today means jack shit, okay? But back in the day when the Intercontinental Championship meant something, those were your high-profile matches. And I remember, it's like, do you want to see, because look, let's just be real. The the, the heavyweight championship, those were the Hogan Pose Down matches. It was Hogan going to face the new giant. And it was just like, Hogan, I mean, I, I don't think Hogan was a bad wrestler, but Hogan was all show. But if I but intercontinental championship, like when I see Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon and you know and Shawn Michaels and you uh, know Tito Santana and all of them going at it for the intercontinental championship, those were the matches I wanted to see. Mhm.
1: Yep.
0: Those 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 are the matches I wanted to see, and he. Uh, uh, Steamboat and Macho Man WrestleMania three. And, uh, whoo, Steamboat, Macho Man, Savio Vega. Stone Cold at the time, you know, the Rocker, like, any kind of championship had, the, like, the biggest storylines at one point. Opposed to the, like, remember in, um, if you go back to In Your House, The Generation X, 1997, right? What was the biggest story going into that pay-per-view?
1: And which one? my
0: bad? The Generation X, In Your House, 1997.
1: Dang, hey, what was that one? Like?
0: Okay, because uh, you let I can't me...
1: remember
0: out of the top of my head, like, at, right, right at the look, moment. <laughs> dude, you, you, look, you're embarrassing me in front of the Wizards. I'm just, uh, no, I'm pretty sure when you say
1: it, I'd be like, oh yeah. I just it can't it think was right it's, it's so Stone
0: Cold right versus the Nation. Oh
1: yeah, okay, okay. Yes, That's
0: when yes, D-Lo Brown got stunned on top of the car, on the truck, and Stone Cold yes, took out the okay. whole Nation, it was The Rock versus Austin for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, do you remember the World Heavyweight Championship at that time? that Main event, which what it was,
1: nah, but I'm assuming it was like I don't know, Taker or something. No, know. it was
0: Sean versus Ken Shamrock.
1: Oh, who's gonna remember that?
0: It, see, what I'm saying at that time, the World Heavyweight Championship they didn't have the best, story. the Intercontinental Championship had the profound storylines. So, uh, Pat Patterson uh, was the first ever Intercontinental Champion. And he won it in a um a a, a tournament, and I forgot. I'm trying to think uh, who it was with. Uh, he won the kind of championship from in the in the tournament because they had to the, actually they had the old championship on SmackDown. Uh, I was like, my God, you can kill somebody with that championship. That yeah, thing, I don't like this. I don't like the old because like, they got
1: different ones. They got like the green, one the green, um, the green strap, and the one that he had.
0: Uh, that Pat Patterson one. Yeah. What is your, I don't, I
1: don't have a favorite, but like, I like the one that they have now, but the over one, I like too.
0: The, Anterior, as I call it, that, the, the that.
1: RVD title.
0: What do you call it? The Ancelero Championship. I
1: don't know, I call it the RVD, because I just, I just, uh, I feel like he had it, I feel like he had it forever,
0: almost. Not, not, know. not over Jericho.
1: Yeah, you're right,
0: you're right. Yeah, saying not, not over Jer- Jericho, Own owned that title. So, if anything, the Y2J title, but I, I'm a fan of the Their title. I'm a fan of the white Cody title for 2012, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and then they change it. I'm not a fan of the Ultimate Warrior yellow, or the blue, yeah, or or, or that teal. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of that, and uh, I'm a, I am a fan of the um the mid 90s version was all right. The one that they had behind the, the uh, win w- eagle one so i thought that was i thought that that was a that was pretty dope so yeah so patterson you know he 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 did that and he retired in i, I want to say 84 like from, retired from actual in- in-ring competition because he he was he was known for his stuff in in the 60s and the 70s when he did pacific northwest wrestling big time wrestling Big time, uh, uh, the championship wrestling for Florida. Back, back, all in the territories. Before there was the Indies, there was territory. So, he, yep. it, yeah, he was doing all of those kind of things in the territories. And then he, became, like I said, he had the on-screen role. Um, uh, when it came to being the uh, Stooges, when it came to Patterson and Briscoe, and then learning more about Patterson. And then, he, he, remember when him and Joe Briscoe had the storyline in two thousand. Over the uh the the hardcore evening game match at King of the Ring two thousand. Yeah, that, one, that
1: one was crazy when they used to. <laughs> they had the, he did the um I don't know what
0: you call it Bronco Buster. Yeah. Is exactly. that that was his? I just like we either, he, he would celebrate and he would pour uh the champagne he was like oh Patterson my ass, my <laughs> <laughs> and he go and then he went a hardcore back when the hardcore twenty four seven championship was way better than the twenty four seven shit he's doing now. Of course, of course it was. Because it, it, it was actually a story, and I liked how they did the on-location stuff. And don't get me wrong, the r Truth Drake Maverick thing was the the, the thing that saved that twenty-four-seven championship last year. But right now, it, everything everything sucks.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: The Art Truth is trying his damnness to try to keep that thing alive. But I think his thing in twenty nineteen was the best it's been since Crash Holly only yeah, only the r true stuff I ain't talking about anybody else they wanted I'm talking about just the r Troop stuff
1: yeah unless they go actually go back and like uh not go back but like do different things not just the same thing every single week have him win it every single week or every other week you mm. know actually make a change you know yeah yep we'll see how, what, what happens
0: yeah we, we, we're probably gonna have to so uh, then he took more of a backstage role, in a in in like the two thousands to two thousand twenties, you know. Obviously, you know, having some backstage segments and doing you know s- stuff in the ring, off camera, producing stuff like that. So you know, the last time that we heard anything, Pat uh, Pastor, he did try to win a twenty four seven championship. He did. Oh, he did win. A he did right. He was uh, the twenty four seven championship, and then. Uh, he got beaten by Briscoe yeah so they, they try to uh, reunite that but the uh, the other thing that we heard I'm not trying to laugh but remember we just heard about it that he was um Rocky Johnson's funeral oh I see
1: I just I was going to bring it up earlier but <laughs> what you
0: just going to say so there was reports of how Pat Passer was acting really out of pocket at Rocky Johnson's funeral, because he came to find out that he was suffering from some, he was suffering from uh, a lot of health issues and dementia. <laughs> and remember, he, I think he told the story about um, him uh, waking up and he was drinking out of a toilet. <laughs> like, sure. I, I have to go back and look at the transcripts for Rocky Johnson's funeral, but I'm just like, yo, the, 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 the the stories I heard from that funeral, I'm like I had to be a fly on the walls and hear that and see that funeral because I I know you still I know you can keep talking about the Mr. man thing all this time.
1: I'm, that's what I was gonna bring up. I was like, so do you think this time <laughs> at this funeral, are <laughs> we gonna get a that was a good man, but hit my music no chance. chance. <laughs> <laughs> He gonna, gonna, oh my gosh that would be just oh man I still think it happened I don't know why
0: I just feel like
1: that's something that would happen Vince will pay the sound man to play his music
0: as he's walking off the stage uh huh oh man um you know what rock rock you know what rock I'm leaving it's my music it's, it's no change alright <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> uh, but yeah like that's what it was like it's down focus pep and that was oh, that was this year. That was January of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I'm going to see if I can find the uh, the, the the transcript real quick as I'm, I'm looking at Robert for time be, and Rocky Johnson. I've been saying
1: this joke for almost a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro. He <laughs> no, missed Rocky Johnson's funeral. Uh, Pat Patterson, because you already know you you bring this thing up. Mr. man, Pat Patterson, acting uh scene a. Acu- Pat Passer accused of acting senile at uh, Rocky Johnson's funeral. This this was once again, uh, oh okay, okay. Well, that was okay. So then Pat Passer was at, asked to speak as it is a defensive man thing, and he's like, uh, the transcript says that Pat Passer was asked to speak and said some very nice things about working with Rocky in San Francisco. Some of those matches were. With me as Patterson's tag uh, tag partner against high chief PMIV and, and Rocky, then out of nowhere uh Patterson goes into this rant and called Rocky Johnson uh lying dead in his cast right below him a motherfucker <laughs> and started this uh v- uh vulgar rant about how worthless Rocky was and a bunch of guys had to drag Patterson off the church platform and sit him down. So disgustingly disrespectful is beyond words. Patterson who just turned 81 which is obviously wrong because he definitely had him die at 79, right? Uh-huh. So, yep. must be losing his mind, literally. Only in pro wrestling, folks. Very sad to hear about this and I actually feel a bit ill over this bizarre behavior. So... I a lot of oh, people
1: but I just oh my god I just
0: can't imagine <sighs> yeah at first they thought he was drunk but then he said pat baby just go and see now so there is things saying that he was suffering from dementia and when you when you get to, somebody like my my wife's grandfather has dementia he don't even know who he is anymore and uh-huh. angry outbursts just come. They just they, they just come out and they just start
1: you better hope you know,
0: little outbursts coming from the wrong people. Exactly. So you know so so that's um that's kinda of, that's kinda of fucked up. I had to bring a transcript up. So uh also Pat Patterson was uh did you ever when when WWE Network first came out in twenty fourteen, they had to make some original content. One of the shows that had, they had on there that I wish they could bring back is Legends House. I didn't
1: watch I seen clips from them, I never
0: watched it. I watched Legends House because first of all, that's when I realized Jean had um, lymphedema in his arm. I was like, why is his arm so big? Do you know we lost about half that cast? Yeah. Since Legends House came on, we lost Piper, Patterson, uh, me, Gene, uh, uh, Howard Finkel, and I'm, the only one I think that's is still with us is Hillbilly Jim, Tony Atlas, and uh honestly, I'm I'm actually gonna uh, pull up the names right now of who was on. Although oh, they just got the network, but Legends House was one of the first shows that they had on WWE Network, and I watched it and I was just like it's just like just, just, just old guys ranting about the glory days you know what I'm saying and um, he came on that show he he expressed a couple of things because one thing people didn't know about Pat Patterson or if if you're not interested don't know that he was openly gay uh-huh. Pat Patterson was uh, he came out in the early 70s uh, there now once again I don't know I haven't read Any shoot interviews I haven't heard and I haven't read Any books or anything I don't know how He You know The kind of The discrimination He had to go through Being um, Homosexual uh-huh. Cause I'm pretty sure In the wrestling business Bro it can't be easy
1: That's probably why He retired earlier Say what Cause That's probably why He retired earlier Cause uh, Goldust Was faking And nobody wanted To work with him
0: he was just faking Exactly and, and he was fake, Especially when You know When the height of age And stuff like that came up And everything like that And I was just like So I I, I never truly got into Like I, I know people going to do more research On different podcasts About it But I, I never truly got You know I haven't read any of his books Or anything About what he had to deal with uh, They said that Jim Ross made several jokes about it on commentary, but his sexuality was never acknowledged.
1: He does! Did you not? Oh my, what was the mm. one? I forgot
0: what happened when he was like, hey, there's Chad Patterson. He's single, fellas. <laughs> <was> like,
1: what? <laughs> don't, don't make me
0: laugh, but that's fuck. That's what he's. Yeah. Alright, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Jim Ross, he's single fella. He's single fella. So. Yeah, uh, I, mean, no, I mean, he, he probably did, because, no, Jim Ross, he probably did something like that. But, um, it says that you know, he makes some uh, jokes about on commentary, but his sexuality was never, uh, was not acknowledged publicly or in WWE storylines until the season finale of legend's house. And then when he, when it was legend's house, he came out, uh, for the storyline. I was like, I'm, uh, the first openly gay pro wrestler. And, uh, he was described to people's magazine as the first openly, that video but i yeah, uh, he, he's the first openly gay star as well uh he had a partner named uh louis DiNero, and uh he said that he had been together with this guy for 40 years until uh, D- uh, Niro, uh died of a heart attack on june 28 1998 that's the same night as king of the ring uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, he lost his partner. I don't know if he ever found another partner or uh, w- uh, whatever the case may be, but um, he uh, yeah that's who he's been, for, been, able, been with for a long time. So I I don't know. Like I said, uh, homosexuals and you know people from the LGBTQ community do get it hard, especially in professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is, is very Not kind to that, so I don't know necessarily uh, what happened Uh, with with that. Again, in detail, just like I don't know necessarily what happened in this necessary case, but um, there was. I I about to say I I just I just had it pulled up in 1992. There was a accusation that came out. There was uh, Pat Patterson was accused of sexual harassment by a former announcer, Murray Hodginson. He was briefly released from the company until the charges were dropped and he was promptly rehired. This came after he had previously reported prostituted other wrestlers for sexual favors in exchange for a push in WWF. So this is known as the Ring Boy Scandal. I, um... Was reading because, like I said, I just like you. I don't know too much about this case. Honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I
1: mean, I've heard about it, but yeah. I ain't paid
0: no attention because it was so long ago. It, it was so long ago. So, but once and, again, um, kind
1: of sound
0: like I ain't gonna lie. It kind of sound like the accusation that came about Velveteen Dream. About, about Velveteen, exactly about Velveteen Dream. And um, so don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be. On this podcast, and uh, all right now, me and Prime Time's job is to talk about how we we remember Pat Patterson and the contribution he had to professional wrestling. But it's also our job to you know cover him on the dark side because everybody's not perfect, and to make a judgment like because I don't know any accusations. Uh, just like I said, he was um he's from Canada and he uh was raised Roman Catholic and he was an altar boy. He expressed an interest to be a priest and becoming one himself, but was advised it would not have worked because he was too adventurous. Don't know what that means, but um they haven't uh you know looked like I said I haven't really I, I was I was trying to find, you know, something like deep down inside about this, like you know, me me and my wife was literally searching all day. Cause I'm like, I am not gonna come up here and sound stupid and make a fool of myself. I want to make sure that I have you know all the facts that I can down about this accusation. Because once again, you don't want to falsely prove somebody. Because I mean I seen a lot of people on Twitter when WD put out something about Pat Patterson dying. They there was a, a a group of them on Twitter that was getting them out of here. Like yo. Keep that same energy you did with Mae Young. Keep that same, uh, you, uh, not, not, not Mae Young, f- Fabulous Moolah. Or, you know, he, he he was touching boys, stuff like that, so he's trash stuff like that. I was like, whoa, 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 what the fuck happened? Like, I really didn't know. Like, I honestly... I
1: didn't, huh? I didn't know, but like... Let's be, let's be honest. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that didn't come to light back in them days. If there
0: if there was social media, there would not be a wrestling organization. Yeah, so you
1: can't even. It's, it, you gotta do everybody after that.
0: You know, it, it really, because there is probably so much trash, or especially all the rest, especially from the eighties, nineties, and stuff like the early eighties and nineties. That there was no social media back then, so they just did all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to sit here real quick. There's an article that uh, my wife sent to me, and I want to read it to see what it says. This is coming from actually uh Bleacher Report, which was written by a man named Matthew Hester, and um, he he was talking, you know, was talking about uh, the different. Things in the, the pro wrestling, the pro wrestling's dark side, and he talks about different things. He says behind the closed curtains, there are many things that wrestling historians prefer you didn't remember. He was like, you know, they talk about the the, the brutal killing of Bruiser Brody. Talk about the st- uh, steroid scandal, the the savage attack by said vicious with the scissors and Arn Anderson. Uh, he said, but uh, there have been covered of scandals, lies, inception. And he said, this this article was not meant to slander pro wrestling. In fact, it is pro wrestling that is probably my favorite pastime. But we just can't look at the good and forget the bad, which isn't necessarily true. Uh, bad things happen for many years and for all of those that we can do, people is hope that to learn from our mistakes. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the read. Uh, so they got the Terry Garvin and Pat Patterson Sex Scandal. In 1992, WWE had more problems to deal with besides steroids. Like most uh, aspects in the entertainment industry, sex sells, which it does. The media, already in a frenzy with the steroid scandal, w- would be given another tasty uh, morsel to chew on. Only this time, it would be to the expense of Hall of Fame Pat Patterson and Terry Garvin. The allegations would start with Barry Orton, who claimed that Garvin was harassing him During a long trip on the road. According to Orton. uh, Garvin would ask for oral sex. On many occasions during the car ride. Needless to say. This made Orton very uncomfortable. That they would not return. In the same car on the way home. The problems would not end there. Though a short time later. Garvin would be given a job with WWE. Mainly because he was very good friends. With Pat Patterson. During Garvin's time in the company, he was known for using his influence to have sex with younger younger ring boys. Things would blow up shortly after Tom Cole, a ring boy, would lose his job after refusing Garvin's advances. Orton would be asked on a radio show if the rumors were true about Cole's firing. He said yes, and then told the story of his car ride. <coughs> this interview would make the story covered countrywide. Vince had to defend himself on CNN, which Vince has done a lot of these days, uh, and with many other members of the media. A lawsuit would be filed by Orton Cole and announcer uh, Murray Hodgson. Things would be settled a little later on, but Orton was let go because Vince felt he was the cause of the problem. Garvin and Patterson resigned after the scandal broke, but Patterson would make his way back a short time later, mainly because the company felt he was innocent victim in all of this. They felt he was targeted because he was openly gay at the time. It didn't change. Uh, it was still a big deal to be gay as an open figure. Orton later said in an interview with Slam that he never saw Patterson do anything. So, uh... That was the story that, that, that he had because there's many of the stories that he talks about with Von Erickson, and and all that stuff like that. But uh, so that's what I've been reading, probably. Like, so you heard it just just like I heard it. Yeah, yeah. So once again, we can only go by, you know, our preconceived notions of what uh necessarily has has been going on. But that's some deep shit. Pretty much. And like like it, it it do sound like the Velveteen Dream kind of thing, or what's going on now, and how Velveteen Dream has you know kind of like he got he kind of like left went off the radar, and then all of a sudden came back. But it's like today the internet don't forget. Mm-hmm. The, the internet do so don't forget. So if this is true of what Pat Patterson did, then he's that's a trash human being. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Sexually harassed people but you know if he's innocent, like I don't necessarily know to make that we joke. don't know
1: but you know I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think everybody wrestling
0: is trash I mean to be real with you everybody wrestling is probably trash and, uh, first of all every human being on the earth got some dirt I mean some dirt is worse than others let's be real but uh especially everybody in, in the older wrestling generation yeah they they got some shit with them you know, and, you know, since the internet is a thing, and they just can't open back up. I'm like, don't be surprised if you hear about this on Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised that if uh, <clears throat> they they cover this, this Pat Patterson thing, because the same thing happened with, with Fabulous Move. Remember, she passed away, and they was just like, oh, we about to get out of here. And they, they went and found all these women and told the truth, and the next thing you know, wait! Well, they tried to, do, remember the, the whole, uh, Fabulous Moolah invitation or, or the, the, uh, the Fabulous yeah, Moolah Classic? Yeah, Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. The Battle Royal, and they said, no, nope. <laughs> they said, no, we ain't doing that, like, WD was just like, man, ain't nothing, but then, when Snickers said, no, we canceled our sponsorship, they said, okay, we sorry, we sorry, we sorry, so. But they, but they knew,
1: like, uh, the to is system, like, allegedly, like, Voulos was, like, confirmed, and they knew it before it even signing her, like, the, the second time she was with Nate Young.
0: Fair. I mean, like, you right.
1: Just like they knew this man killed somebody and bring him back every single time, not naming no names for J, uh,
0: Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, oh my god, that thing still pisses me off, so yeah. Like, so, yeah, I can't say if it's alleged, if it's not alleged, you know what I'm saying, if there's more facts... That I have to I have to read it because you know I can get in trouble for speaking out of context. I can get in trouble for, for for jumping to conclusions. I can get in trouble for not jumping to conclusions. So you wrong either way. We talk about Pat Patterson, but I do know this man is gone right now. So I, things are going to come out if this thing was alleged or not. But yeah, when it came to the Jimmy Snooker thing or the Moolah thing, like you you had them people coming up, and I'm not saying these people don't don't exist. you these rain that, that that spoke out already, or the, the guy Cole who talked about you know the uh, car ride, but you know say. But the, the guy Cole Court this saying that Patterson didn't do anything; it was all the uh, the Garvin guy. But you know, say, but once again, who knows? You know, but Pat Patterson dead, seventy nine years old. You know, they took a big hit on that one, and you know, they they, they expressed their gratitude, stuff like that. And uh, like I said, I don't even know if people treated him like a human anyway, because you know. Be, he's, people say being gay back then was hard. I mean, being gay today is hard. It's like being black is hard. Being a woman is hard. It's like it, it, it's all. It's always hard. So, but yeah, uh, recipes of, of Pat Patterson, and then you know, what I'm saying uh, we are going to move on from there. Uh, also, it comes to well, I was just I just mentioned women. Um, your girl Tessa Blanchard. There's a couple rumors going around here saying that there is Tessa Blanchard to talk with WWE and AEW. Now, uh, I doubt that. Okay. Now, now, now once again, I, there there was a report that came out and said that uh, AEW said that they did not want to work with Tessa Blanchard. It's a sensor release. There has been. Spe- 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 speculating reports that AEW Wrestling has no interest in signing tested due to allegations from earlier this year. If you're not familiar with the allegations, she was set to win, defeat the first woman to win the Impact World Champion and the first woman to, to win like a World Championship other than um, Sexy Star from Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we see what happened to Sexy Star, right? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, then uh, it came out when she was asking for some support, I forgot who the woman that was that came out and told her, like, oh, you mean a time like you, uh, called, spit in that black girl's face and called her the N word? And, and then all these other women just tacked on all this stuff that happened with Tessa Blanchard. And the thing is, what I think what made it worse is Tessa ain't never apologized for nothing. Mm-hmm. She never even admitted it. She never even, she doubled down. And she said this wasn't. I, I I didn't do this, and then even when she was like, "Hey," she was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey,"
1: wasn't me. Yeah,
0: it, it was. It wasn't. Me. But even <laughs> when, uh, after a lot of her coworkers, her peers came out and said it was her, and the woman that allegedly she did it to came out and said that happened, she still didn't break. Oh, so was like, it, wasn't me. It, it it wasn't. It's kind of like caught on camera, and then it's just like I don't know who that is. They me. Well, I don't know who
1: that so, is. It might be. I don't know.
0: So Tessa got fired from Impact Wrestling. Not because that, well, she, she held the title. Uh,
1: she did get fired, but she kind of like, she kind of knew it was going to
0: happen. Yeah, because she not send in her um, interviews packages and stuff like that when it came to. Because,
1: not, not even that, but it was like, it was like, we have a match for the title. You're in the main event for the title. Like, are you going to come and defense? like, no. It was like, well,
0: you're the champion. She was like, all right. <laughs> then it was like, all
1: right, well, you, go, you got to go. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. they fired her. Can you send the title back, please? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we got to make
0: a new title, too. All right. Cool. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so that was a big loss of impact. And
1: uh not, uh, well, not well, I wouldn't say that much Tessa was, one of the,
0: Tessa was one of the Impact's biggest stars. Despite how you feel about it now, yeah. she was one of the Impact's biggest stars.
1: Yeah, but they still have a strong women's division. So I don't think they're gonna be missing missing them much.
0: You're right. So
1: even though they did get a title to Eric Young. Mm. I don't know. You know. Rich Swan got it now, which is cool, I guess, but you know. And they give it to Aaron
0: Young first. You're right. So, there was those allegations. So
1: Actually, no, three people had it since then.
0: Dang. Yeah, that me pass yeah. that to them. Yeah, uh, uh, Eddie
1: Edwards, then Aria Young
0: then, which one, yeah. Um, so, they said they had no interest in signing Tessa. And so, some, went, some went to go as far as say that the AEW Women's Locker Room they didn't want Tessa as part of AW uh the women's roster. They not want to part of the, the locker room. Yeah, wrong would you? But now, here's the thing. Wrestling Inc., I now I don't know how credible wrestling ink is.
1: Well, most I mean, of the time wrestling Inc. is with Matt Morgan and um uh Roger Raj Geary and I forget all the other dude. They're somewhat they 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 mostly get it right.
0: Okay, uh, so like
1: seventy percent.
0: Or more, or more. Okay. Well, they said that Wrestling Inc. confirmed that this reporting is not true, and there is interest from both WWE and AEW in signing the third generation wrestler. They well, said, okay, I mean, go ahead."
1: Now I'm just saying, like her, her, um, her dad is there, so he could have a little pool Yeah, in there as
0: well. That is where her dad is. Uh huh. I do well, agree with that. Yeah. I, um, they said for what they've heard, the reason Tessa has not signed with either company is because she's still celebrating her recent marriage and fellow, to so She don't been, she do doing her honeymoon
1: for about eight months. Now. <laughs> I'm so serious. That's why she was in Mexico. She didn't want to come back. Yeah, she was doing
0: her honeymoon. honeymoon. You, you're to, um, fellow wrestler, Daga. He got fired, too.
1: From
0: yeah so the two are currently uh uh resigning stupid
1: looking for a job
0: you piss it up. okay it's gonna, it's gonna be juicy then
1: uh no because how you gonna tell them no I'm not coming back cause I'm on the honeymoon well you already been on a honeymoon for six months and they giving you they letting you go off get, be off work for a honeymoon yeah and you are the world champion you're not the women's champion you're the world champion like, world, who you, does that
0: exactly that was, that was some crazy shit So it says she's resigning in Mexico while they are waiting out the pandemic before making any uh, further moves. Once the pandemic winds down or gets more under control, the two will be moving back to the the States and she's expected to choose which promotion to sign with, whether it be WWE or AEW. Now, that is uh, according to what Wrestling Inc. is saying. Now, you said that these guys are are kind of... credible so it, it could for be the
1: most part, usually they kind of have like inside
0: sources sometimes and, and honestly AEW will be the way way she'll probably go because if Vince bring her there he's going to try to automatically shoehorn her to Vince situation going to be fighting whether she go to NXT or um WWE, but her dad I just is, don't like her. I don't like her in AEW. I mean, honestly, I don't... How do I put this? I I am a fan of Tessa Blanchard. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because she is a great wrestler. Pretty to look at. I like Tessa Blanchard. But, if these accusations are true, in which they, everybody comes out and says that they are, then you're a piece of trash for that. If you're holding... The, the, the Impact World Championship and and not coming on dates or not sending in promos or not doing anything where this company who put their trust in you like that I'm not saying don't go out there and get married go you gotta live yeah, your that's, life
1: that's, you know, that's, that's um kind of like Austin Aries he hasn't had work since he did I think with Impact so where he just yeah. kind of dropped a tile and kind of crapped on them and kind of like no
0: sold the whole thing after the main event yeah of thing
1: yeah, I see,
0: shit, shit like that when you can't be professional, that bothers me. And I'm like, yeah, look,
1: even that, if they're taking her on as a bully, I don't think nobody in that locker room is gonna want her if they all are friends, especially Big Soul. I, look, I believe Big Soul was one of the people that she had a problem with.
0: Yeah, because Big Soul came out in defense of the black girl or the Afro Latina girl that she spit on and called that. uh that word, too. She said, yeah, I was there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when it happened. You know, they, they, I mean, if
1: we got to choose between Tessa Blanchard or Big Swole, I think they'll choose Big Swole, like, as far as, like, who to, like, you know.
0: I, I mean, Big Swole, look, we're going to be real here. Big Swole's not, not a better wrestler than Tessa Blanchard is. You're it's know not, but
1: she they prefer her loyalty over Tessa Blanchard,
0: I yeah, would, I, would I, 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 I mean, now, the question is, the question, like, I don't know if Tony Khan once I see Tony Khan is like, you know I don't know sometimes which way to, the fence that Tony Khan lands on sometimes. But Tony Khan seems to be like on more on the like, you know, I just want I just want good people in my company because remember he said, Hulk Hogan, you want you're not you invited to AEW hmm type thing like that. And I mean, I, I know a lot of people have been coming out and talking about some. Well, you know, your dad's a Trump supporter, and I'm like, well, you know, his dad has been on record supporting Trump's economics, but does not like uh, his views on, you know, how he treats people of different races. So it's it's kind of fucking difficult. So. With that being said.
1: that's his
0: dad, though. Does he have the same brain as his dad? Oh, he does. That's so what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about this is what people say on the internet. I know.
1: What I'm saying yeah. some people say it as if that's what he thinks.
0: Like, that's his dad. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't have to think the way your dad thinks or whatever the case may be. But, you know, just going by what he said about Hogan and um his, his Hogan's wife, saying they're not invited to because of the shit Hogan has done. And I'm like. Tessa done done some shit. Now the question is, maybe um, Tully, and that's her, that's her dad, is having some pull to, to to bring her over here, because first of all, AEW need who? If you look between AEW and WWE, AEW has the worst women's division opposed a the uh well A well WWE has the better women's division, but AEW has the better tag team division. Yeah, yeah. So. They will want Tessa Blanch over there, but the question is, is that, it's that headache? It would need to be more, as much as I would just love for it just to be one person. It needs to be more than just Big Swole. They don't want it back there. Because right now, Big Swole... I don't think
1: Brandy wants it either. You said who? Brandy.
0: Or well, then, you know, that's the head something in charge. You know what I'm saying? Because she right there with Cody. Like, if Brandy don't want it there, Big Swole don't want it there. But it, it, I mean, not just Blackers. I'm going to say, if the women don't because you know say you know they don't listen to black women and it's a shame and it's just like yeah, but if you,
1: he's had a trouble bullying yeah.
0: and then she
1: comes there and, and even attempts to bully you know it's like just if, if someone has a track record of bullying everywhere they go why even invite them to your company i agree with you rest it, no, that's not good. that's toxic for the,
0: the locker room i agree with you so i was saying like okay well maybe it'll be a thing where it's like, okay, well, fuck it. They just, uh, maybe wrestling Inc. is wrong, or maybe they did or maybe it really is a case where AEW probably don't want her, and they're like, well, if that story gets out, like, if the story gets out that AEW don't want her, right, why would anybody else pick her up? But if you if you put the story out there that says, that ain't true, she has these, she has all these options, then it'll be more likely to say like, okay, maybe Vince will be more open to picking up Tessa, because if Tessa's a problem, and say if she get on Charlotte nerves, Bianca Belair nerves, you know, or you know uh, Bailey, Sasha Banks nerves, And she out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She she, she out of there because those women pull some pull some things over there. If Vince go back, like, all right. Or I mean, just
1: be married like Lana.
0: Oh God. I, mm, I don't know. So it's a very hard thing because I'm like, well, does she come back? Does she not? Like, I, I, me personally, I'm really like, I don't know which way. I, I don't know which way it lands on. To be honest with you, but hey, you know. I, me personally, I'm like yo. There's consequences for your actions, and I ain't just talking mm-hmm. about just the racist action. I'm talking about the way you handle the stuff with Impact Wrestling because you may Impact look like a joke. Mm-hmm. You may look like a joke. You're bullying. your racism. Whatever the case may be, there are consequences for those for those actions, and you have to you have to pay for them. And I'm like, and for them to to, to say that she's still down there enjoying her engagement, and, and I'm like so y'all moved there because I'm like y'all the honeymoon phase y'all been mad damn near a year almost and uh and like, if y'all wait for the pandemic to co- like Tessa Blanchard know that if she come back into the states uh, somebody of her caliber she can get a job right now now may uh, who's to say they're saying maybe she don't want to work during this pandemic because I don't know what COVID looked like down in Mexico <coughs> I-, I don't know what it looked like down there in Mexico but um if she hasn't
1: been there for over a year,
0: actually. Yeah, so, if it's not if it's not bad down there, and she's like, I don't want to come back to the station and deal with it, and, 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 I'm, I'm high risk, whatever the case may be, then, you know, but it's very unfortunate, man, because it's like 2020 was the fall of Tessa Blanchard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really was. And ain't nothing that they can, you know, personally do about it, but that's just the way it was. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, did you get the news about Impact Wrestling?
1: What about what news?
0: There are a lot of wrestlers that are coming out uh, talking about Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling, uh, people are pissed about it because uh, they are not testing their employees or wrestlers like all the other wrestling companies are doing in America
1: and this is surprising you because... Why?
0: Because it, it's Impact, that's why. It,
1: I mean, like, whatever, what is this Impact? Not TNA, but Impact. What reason is TNA, it has Impact given you that they're doing the right thing?
0: <laughs> and to be honest with you, um, to be honest with you, I really thought it would be a WWE thing. Like, we, I, I can expect this, like, you know, Vince being prideful, but now they got the testing. AEW got to test which, by the way, um, is expensive. You know, because you got to sit there and test these uh, superstars every week. <laughs> and... But but if, if the superstars are upset, like, in you're not testing for COVID-19. Talent frustrated with protocols. And I'm like, look... If I gotta sit there and do all this, uh, do Impact Wrestling on Access TV, and we are at the lowest company right now, and the only thing, only, only thing that they're, they're reportedly doing is doing temperature checks, and I'm like, no, nah, the temperature check thing don't even work no more. And yeah, uh,
1: I mean, I don't know why people are surprised. Like this is an outrage. It's like this is Impact. Like I, I thought we knew this already.
0: So. I mean, you know, honestly, maybe that's be being naive because I, I, I really thought that by now, because it's in Florida now, right? Impact, yeah, still Florida. No,
1: I don't know where they're
0: at. You know, that's I don't even know where Impact is at anymore, neither. Um, I have no idea.
1: They're not in Florida though. They they left Florida like a couple of years
0: ago. Well, it says it was noted that COVID protocols were a major concern, given that there was a positive test from the tape uh the, the, the tapings so they've had a positive test and uh multiple impact talents reportedly haven't received a test across multiple sets of tapings only being t- uh temperature checked and given papers to record if they've had symptoms i'm not giving nobody no damn paper to sit to say have you had symptoms people gonna say no people oh yeah yeah you know.
1: i don't know why you're so surprised like this is such a big thing it's like this is impact what what in your right mind made you think impact was gonna do the right thing you know is what? It a wrestling company or TV
0: <laughs> if barely on TV for all that
1: oh yeah, seriously it's like just everything about impact screams this is not right just they're, all they're not on access, and I don't spike and i don't know whether where you can watch them the championships ain't good the Storylines are okay at best. It's like just, just right now, everything we impact is kind
0: of just, no. you know. Ah. I bring that up to say this because Kenny Omega is coming there on Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is the AEW World Champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if he gets caught with it like Moxie did he got a quarantine and that messes up AEW that's stupid well let
1: me tell you this uh Tony Khan is gonna make sure he probably like they're not gonna test no other day but they're gonna test on that day or they're just not gonna have nobody be there he probably come in they'll probably come in and do his segment a day before just so that it's him and Don Callis in the ring so that yeah, whatever happened to everybody else, he can be gone from that I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think with AEW, they're going to be smart because they don't want to mess up this partnership like they mess up all the other ones. So, you mean I think
0: impact? They're gonna AEW? Test... Hmm? You mean impact going to be smart or AEW going to be smart?
1: No, I think impact is going to be smart and do whatever the I'm pretty sure if they said we're coming there, we have to, we're going to test everybody and. I'm pretty sure Tony Khan said, I will pay for everybody to get a test just so we can make sure he's safe because that will make no sense if you just have him there and then just have him in the environment knowing that they don't test. So he's going to either test they're going to either have to test to play by AEW's rules for this partnership.
0: Because if yeah. they
1: don't, and that's such an impact thing to do.
0: And yeah, those uh, partnership. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Others on the roster, they didn't say no names, but were encouraged to get tested after the outbreak of the GCW Collective, but it wasn't enforced whatsoever. It should be noted that Ethan Page recently uh, revealed he was quarantined due to contact with someone who tested positive for the virus, and Dave Meltzer report- recently reported Page was a part of a group of five or so wrestlers who hung out together, one in that group tested positive for the virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that right there, what because.
1: Say, impact, basically, an impact that's like a uh, save yourself type of thing.
0: Yeah, you know, because the, the, the thing about this is now, you're probably going to fall into a category where NXT fell to a category. Remember uh, when, when WWE wasn't testing? And then mm-hmm. when they finally started testing, it was like 30 something, 40 some people was like, oh, yeah, go home
1: yeah no i mean like i said impact does does not do the right thing i don't know why people i don't know i just literally just this is literally the most
0: impact thing i've heard like ever so yeah i honestly got to say because i had to bring it up because one if i'm a wrestler there or like jazz who just returned there i should have to i should have to go do do that shit and you know what more and more i keep hearing about this shit i'm like why did the good brothers even go to impact
1: Jay, the money must have been. Good. Like I don't
0: even know what the money is like in impact to deal with all this bullshit.
1: I don't, but it's got to be good for the good brothers to pass up on their best friends and money that they knows guaranteed. It's got to be, got to be a good check.
0: Probably so. I honestly, you know, uh, don't know, don't 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 know what got to
1: be. Cutting good get checks for them to bring James Storm out of quarantine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then to bring the Motor City machine guns and all them back. Well, it's gotta, it gotta be paying a good amount of money. So, there's a question that's if what, you're
0: paying a good amount of money, then you should be able to afford testing. That's
1: what I was about, that's
0: what, that's what I was about to say. That's why that uh, testing money going there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give it all the Superstar, all, all, all the WWE rejects, everything. Mean, we gotta make sure we give you good money so you know, don't worry about the testing money.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, now nah, this testimony going to your beer account just so you can buy a beer.
0: Yeah, cause I'm like, if I'm jazzed, I just came back. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't fucking trying to come back here with the COVID soup and nobody getting tested back here. Temperature checks. I feel
1: like, I feel like, I feel like they probably got under their contract or something, too, to where it's saying, like, you you have to be responsible. That's what I feel like something I dare say in You gotta be responsible. If you come in contact with COVID, let us know you'll be quarantined or something. Like I don't think they will test. That seems like something
0: they'll do. Mm. Boy, yeah, no. Well um guys, uh buckle in because we're about to get into the Wednesday night war. Yes, if you guys have seen the Wednesday night war and the predictions to NXT Take Over War games. Then you guys can make sure that you uh, fast forward this thing about you know, about say fifty minutes because we go into detail about war games and then we talk about the debut of Sting in AEW and the uh, Moxley Omega matchup and then we'll be back here to close out the show. So let's get ready for the Wednesday Night War. What's going on, YouTube? It's that same place to be chilling with your homie, Mr. A&D. Better give you guys another Wednesday Night War for December 2nd, 2020. And joining me, who missed last? Well, I can't say you missed. We did together. We just didn't do the video last week. But now it's uh, not Deion Sanders, but Time. What's up, y'all? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yep. Oh. We, are, we are back here. And to do another Wednesday Night War, where both shows delivered. But look, spoiler alert. Ain't nothing topping what AW did tonight. Okay. Ain't nothing topping what AW did tonight, and especially since prior time I got to go to that show live. So we're going to be hearing like my thinking, watching at home, and of course, him seeing it live. Yes, yes. I'm glad we were able to get down there because, like I said, you know, and it goes heavy to Florida because we can't do nothing here in Philly. We do everything here. So. <laughs> So, all right, so let's get to the NXT. NXT, We have a go home show right now when it comes to War Games is Sunday, which kind of is like, I I thought it was going to be Saturday, uh, which today when we're recording is probably the same, but uh, I was like, wait a minute. We got War Games on Sunday and Tribute to the troops. So, okay. War Games is going to be my pick. (laughs) So, so, how
1: much they care about NXT, even though everybody's going to watch War games. Games. 'cause who wouldn't watch War Games over a, a show that don't even mean nothing. Well it means something for the troops, but
0: you know. Well, I mean, when, when when it was when it was when it first started, it was something, but now it's it's not like it, it feels like nothing anymore. But you know, I still glad that they they, they have the, the stuff for the truth. And stuff like that. Um obviously we start off NXT with the tribute to Pat Patterson, which we already talked about earlier in the podcast. So if you guys want to hear about Pat Patterson, go check that out uh who passed away and then they, they played the Frank Sinatra's you know my way which everybody love that song when you know, when they go so um Damian Priest is coming out and he's in- now you know what now I, I, yeah. no, no, no. go ahead I'm listening
1: I'll 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 uh, I'll wait I'll i just
0: okay fair enough I, just, uh, I won't be I won't be uh I won't say it uh, well, Damian Priest is in the ring. He's getting ready for a tag team matchup, and John Regano is on commentary. And so we're getting Damian Priest and Leon Ruff taking on Elgato Del Fantasma, basically just to get everybody ready for the triple threat match coming up, in um, on, at War Games, which I'm actually kind of kind of uh, excited for. So Priest is it gets m- m- most of the heat in in this one. Escobar is actually in this matchup, and uh. Drop kicks at uh, Dane Priest in the corner and lands a, a suplex for a two-count. And then uh, as he's taking more of the heat, uh, we, uh, we get a tag from uh, Leon Ruff, who comes in there and then hits an Insegurri, followed a couple of drop kicks. He comes in there. You know, he, he, he's getting a little hot. He has the hot tag thing comes down, but then uh, uh, Priest is, uh, he tags in Priest and Priest and hits a, a flapjack on Mendoza. And then uh, Jose Escobar with a kick in the forearm. And then Little Priest is about to set up. Um, uh, forgot, I think it's Mendoza for the reckoning. But then Leon protects himself in and hits a frog splash for the win. Which after seeing Montez do it and see D'Lo Brown and AJ, some people do the frog splash. I'm one big fan of his frog splash. How, how, how do you feel about it? Well,
1: nice. Nah, you're not gonna you're not gonna talk those other people like doing a frog splash when that's their specialty, and you just decide you're gonna do it and you like ninety pounds. I mean, come on now. <laughs>
0: it, 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 it didn't even look good. Now he, and I'm just like, okay, why does every skinny black guy got to do a vox flash now? I'm just like, now nah, I, I like Montez and how he adds to it, but Leon ain't getting the air nowhere near the air that my be getting. So he don't even make a especially
1: list. with uh Leo, uh Leo Rush as well. He got a good one.
0: Is it, Leo Rush they do the same one but Leo be he be digging deep and come mm-hmm. back up with that. But Leon, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh after the match, they pretty some extra rough, but then they, they try to go get on he still has the ghost faces behind him. I'm like, what we still doing that Halloween yes. gimmick? Halloween was...
1: is over. I don't understand, but all right. Cool, I, I guess. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with neither. Um we get a replay of the ladder match, and then uh we see shaji Blackheart, you know, your, your girl back there uh, sweating and wheeling uh so for war games, Emma Moon and Rhea Ripley come in and say they have something under a black sheet and then they open it. You just see like the, the glow kind of like are in Pulp Fiction. But it's obviously uh, <laughs> yeah. like it's beautiful. Time to go to war, which we know they got her a new tank.
1: Yeah, but why? Why do they care?
0: I guess Who knows? of course they're faces, you know, say anybody. I knows. mean, yeah,
1: but why does why does Rhea Ripley care about a tank?
0: I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell Emma Moon either. But when you all facing it, like you know, we we're going to war together, and then you might as well have her come out. I mean, it's a support team, so I mean, I was cool because she need to come back. He to come back with it. Probably something that, that she wasn't cool with, though. Well, first of all, before we get to that, there's a video package of the undisputed era, and uh, they're in a limousine, and they, they, they're in suits, and they go to this restaurant, and coach cool, that so they've never been tested this hard, and it's a must win match for them, and I'm just like. It, don't get wrong, I like the Pat McAfee team and, and Dunn and uh, Lorcan and Burst and stuff like that, but I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, uh, oh, they had AOP, they had Ricochet, they were tested, but I get when it comes to the story, so they, they really gotta bring their all. Do you think Undisputed Era is gonna get called up to this or something like that, but we'll, we'll probably get that in the predictions part of it. Uh, okay. Cameron Grimes is backstage talking to himself, you know, Getting ready for his matchup, and he goes up against uh August Gray. Cameron Grimes comes out there with the leather strap himself, and basically, it's it's a, a, a same Cameron Grimes as he hits the uh the cave in uh for the win. And then Cameron Grimes grabs his hat, and then as he goes uh, pulls another strap, Loomis is on the other end of it as he drags it to the ring and starts uh beating um uh, Cameron Grimes as he uh. Let's so see the ghost and then he, he gets uh he gets out of there. So are you excited for the strap match come uh Sunday? No, I'm not. I I I had a feeling you was probably gonna say that it wasn't shit. I mean,
1: just uh strap match blindfold match. What other old school match is there that we got left? Well, for we gonna do a, do a, uh what well, we're gonna do a, uh something on the pole match next.
0: Oh no, well, you know Vince was not there no more. Jake oh, I Atlas, can't tell. Jake Atlas taking on Tony Neese. Wow, where Tony Neese has been? Uh, Jake Atlas From and Two and uh, Five
1: Live, with all the other people that we don't know.
0: You know th- You know the thing is, I, I don't
1: even watch the Five Live movie. I don't either. I just see like big the big. I just see like the pictures on Instagram of so and so one on Two Five Live or something. Oh,
0: yeah. oh wow! That's how I knew the, Bolly- the Bollywood boys were still employed. <laughs> oh, well Neese gets frustrated with the match and he ch- he tries to go for a running knee. But Tony, uh, I was about to Tony. No, Tony Adams is not doing this. Uh, Adams
1: avoids
0: <laughs> it. Jake Adams avoids it did, did, and hits a cartwheel DDT for the time Open and wins. After the match, uh, he gets interviewed at ringside and talks about, you know, uh, every time he takes, like, you know, uh, it seems like he takes, you know, three steps back, take one drastic step forward. So it's the story of his life. Every time something good happens, something bad happens. But he likes it. He likes the challenge. He just puts himself back up and it's only getting started. So he's on the way of challenging Escobar again. And yet you say that we got too much of swerve, which I didn't see swerve. we
1: getting
0: too much of him too?
1: (laughs) Just just a lot, to be honest with you. Like, he's going to have to lose eventually, of course, but like, come on. (laughs) So. We, we we can't. I don't want to see him fight the same people over and over, and just because they put it in the tag team form, it's supposed to be different. Well, I mean,
0: it, it, I don't mind him fight if, he, if Escobar loses the championship. Though you gotta you gotta build something like that. Just don't have him beat and keep losing. Uh, we get Pat McAfee in the ring with his friends, and he talks about uh Vic Joseph sucks, and they he pays some respects to Pat Patterson, but not to uh, he has no respect for Adam Cole and his idiot buddies. So um, he said, uh, basically, a Magnificent Experience was big on the stage tonight. He wants to do the same. He says that his group brought together using money, the likes of us will will never see. Well, the Sunday's War Games is the main man, the longest running, next UK champion in WWE history, Pete Dunne. The Sunday's also about the two main eventers who are finally getting to the main event of a pay per view: Owen Lorcan and Danny Burch. So just real quick, I I'm wanna, I'm, I'm gonna read
1: what CM Punk had to say about Pat McAfee.
0: Okay. Oh God. So, so what CM Punk had to say? Oh, they're not bad. Okay, because uh, you know, every time when somebody starts up what CM Punk said, you, you already know.
1: I mean, he kind of just buried everybody else. Basically, it was like. Who he that? Um. We basically, say he's a better, better promo than everybody else on the show. It's like everybody else should be ashamed of him to come off the street basically and do this. <laughs> well, all right, I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just say basically what he said, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: a lot has to do with the circumstance where everybody else on the show should feel embarrassment. I mean, the fact that Pat McAfee is a better promo than everyone on the show is basically a big part of that. It's like mm-hmm. he did kind of just come off the street, not come up, he's a fan, but like. They've been practicing this. They got promo classes.
0: and He just exactly. comes in and, and just uh, I don't it know. just it just kills. I just like, yeah, I got I got to say, what he was saying like, you know, as a wrestler, you, you, don't don't let somebody like Jordan should not let some random like you know Wilson come off the street and dunk on. Him. Don't do that, you know.
1: Well, I, I think that's different because anybody can dunk on anybody, catch them on guard, but if you catch them on guard, I mean, but, but not straight up, but straight up, though. But not not but not every week dunking on him, like you got you gotta learn from it. This man is prom is, is killing everybody every week. Yeah. Since he since he got that the first time. Not even like, him and his J. Cole
0: across cross LeBron like once, okay? And they, they yeah. go for a dunk, but that, that better not happen again. And he would chase down Block on probably. He, he would. Yeah. Oh it like his little bite would just like fly to the stand or something like that. Um yeah. Next, we get a video of Xia Lee and Boa being uh, trained by Shifu. <clears throat> I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> they, they're being uh, waterboarded over and over again. And then uh, Boa looks shocked. Xia is crying. And Shifu has beaten them with candlesticks. sticks. I'm like, where is this going? Because there's like a a, a, a woman leader that that they haven't really shown the page. They need to show her hands. So I'm curious to see like where this is going to be going. Maybe
1: they're at war games, they'll, they'll unveil or something. Who know? I don't know. Maybe uh, I,
0: you know maybe
1: those you, three people are the ghost face people. Who knows? <laughs> <They stop.
0: laughs> you know what? That would be such a waste. Weird... I'll be I'll be so upset that that it happened. rise is in the right way for the Grizzle Young Vets, but then uh they get uh attacked by a favorite actor and uh uh it Bartel. And they uh, actually the Grizzle uh Young Vets that they are. And then so they, they take their places. That's the young buck, Young Buck, Jesus, the Grizzly Young Vets taking on Imperium. So we had an impromptu match. It was supposed to be Ever-Rise. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. But then the match ends in no contest anyway, because Ever-Rise ends up making their way back and they start attacking um I think I, I think it's uh uh Imperium. And then so it's all four of them and then they go to the Sister and start beating them all up and it's ended to a no, uh, a no contest. So we never know. It could be a three-way tag team matchup down the line. I don't know. I, honestly, I forgot who is uh, – uh, well, obviously the tag team champions are in the War Games match, so. we mm-hmm. probably see, you know, it could be a three corners and one contender match. It could be a pre-show match for uh, War Games. You never
1: know. It might be because they get all their matches, don't they? I think so. Yeah.
0: You know, it, 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 it's four of them so far. That's oh well, wow. it's four matches for war game. Uh, we we get a um uh, a Timothy Thatcher edition of a, an ring edition of the Thatch ass Thatch can school of uh wrestling and then he today's lesson is about distractions and then as he turns around Chopper is right there and then he said he he wants to be the, the teacher and then Thatcher says you know I got no problem with you champion but he does try to attack him. Champer hits him down. That his trainee tries to attack on him. They, they jump Champer. They go to the outside for a little bit, and then Timothy Thatcher puts Champer in a chokehold and chokes Champer out. I was like, I was actually just shocked to see that. I ended was going to make Timothy Thatcher look that strong in that segment. So he chokes out Champer. So I was just going to be a match going down the line. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It was something interesting to do. Uh, it's kind of like when when Seth Rollins came into the Firefly Funhouse. And obviously it's a it's a thing that you know it's not supposed to be interrupted. It's just that thatch can thatch thatch as thatch can came into the ring and I chopped it a fear, it got choked out. Like you know, you, you don't step on my turf. So I'm like, I, I was all with that. So I think
1: he had to get some kind of upper hand because then he fight because the last week and lose.
0: Yes. Something like that. Actually, I did, I, did, I did that two weeks ago, too. Oh one
1: of them weeks he had to get some kind of upper hand or something.
0: Yeah. Uh so now it's time for the main event, which is the winner gets advantage at war games. Raquel Gonzalez takes on Shazi Blackheart in a ladder match. Obviously, I knew Shazi was going to do – well, she wasn't going to do nothing too much because you, you want to save her for war games, and they're not going to give it their all in the ladder matches. They do this every year with the ladder matches like, to, to get advantage. Honestly, I thought I was like it's going to be the same to the heels. Ever since 1987, have gotten the advantage, but this time was something different. They had both teams on elevated platforms up, 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 away from the ring. And uh, so the match goes on. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of good. But Coco's also more of a brawler, opposed to like, you know, doing special things in the ladder match. Uh, she throws Shazi Blackheart into at the cage apron. She jumps on there and gives her a falling Sentai. I thought that was a, a, a cool spot as well. Then, um, uh, of course, Shazi Blackheart. It's going to find ways of that she's trying to go for a crossbody on the apron, but then Raquel Gonzalez catches her and then throws her on the ladder that's kind of like uh, sticking in the ring outside of the of the roster for, uh, for a little bit. We get back inside. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez kicks out the back of her, has a ladder, but she sets it up in the corner. She goes for a clothesline, misses to gives her a running time in the corner and like bends her back into the ladder. I thought that was kind of cool. And then, of course, somebody gives a ladder to her team on the elevated platform, and she come and Tony Storm and uh, Candice LeRae and God, who's the other one on their team? Dang, you forgot already? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to blank here. Candice LeRae is... Oh, Dakota Kai. There you go. Dakota (laughs) Kai. They all come down and they start jumping uh, Shazi Blackheart, but then um, another ladder comes up. Ray Ripley and Amber Moon come down. So as everybody's doing all the fighting, we have Raquel Gonzalez trying to hop the ladder. And then here comes EO Shirai, who comes to, gets a springboard and hops right on the back of Raquel Gonzalez, which I think um, was hard to do. People got to give credit. That's hard to do.
1: That's hard to do, but also the NXT ladders are not as sturdy as the, the main roster ladders. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that they were able to do it without falling. Because remember when um Ricochet tried to do that to like somebody and they they both fell off yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm glad they got sturdy ladders, so, and they could just be smaller, so they could just take more weight because they're smaller. But women are yeah. smaller, ricochet.
0: So, so it, it takes Mikkelas out down off the ladder, and she knocks her to the outside, and then Ilsharai goes up and springboards and does her uh her moonsault, taking out everybody on the outside. At first, I thought she would kill herself, but, but she was safe with it, and then it opened nah, the door. She up gonna to the pay view
1: to kill herself. Which what you said? She's gonna wait to the pay per view to kill herself. Everybody yeah, know? Oh okay.
0: you know she's you know she gonna do it. She, you know, you
1: know gonna her and shots gonna, nah, gonna do it. Nah, I think I don't think is gonna do it this year. And shots yeah. is gonna be by herself unless they do it in both corners. You don't think going to go for the close up off to, the top of the game?
0: No, <laughs> I don't.
1: She, <laughs> she's not
0: because that will be hard to do. That's a hard angle thing to do. That's a hard. Your thing.
1: You, you're not gonna. So, you mean tell me she's about to jump all the way off the cage, take a bump on her butt with no nothing? <laughs> I, no, nah, I don't. I, I doubt it. The uh, ladder, she could do it off the ladder because the ladder, when she did it off the ladder, it was like off like the fourth run.
0: Yeah. Like
1: it, it's not that high. Yeah, but on the top right. of the cage to land on nothing, but you're, ah, God, that's RIP tailball
0: yeah, You're right on that one. So, they, uh, Shazzy Blackheart wins for the first time, the faces. Got the advantage in the War Games matchup. So and they did, they, they do the old parties and, and uh, Edge of Christian Pose on the ladder, got shots at the top, Ember, rear, uh, Ember and EO on the sides, and Rhea in the middle. I thought it was a, a, a nice picture, a nice shot. So that was NXT. Um, So I figured right real before quick, we get in, just, huh? just just real quick, do you think there would be, ever do a
1: lethal lockdown match? A lethal lockdown match? No. Basically, basically, war games with weapons coming down. Basically, like you don't think
0: they, they do that? I would like to see a, a lethal lockdown match. I would like to see Impact do a lethal lockdown match again, but I don't think that well, definitely not Vince. Triple H may entertain the idea, but I don't think I. I, I really think if Triple H does like a, a lethal lockdown match, it's going to be the size of Hell in the Cell. Remember, because when it came, to Impact, it's basically
1: the same thing that they got now, just with a, all they need is
0: a roof to come down with weapons, basically. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool, but I think he'll want him to have more space. opposed to just, be, I mean, other than doing, I mean, so you're saying have a roof come down while the two rings are still there? Mm hmm. A roof with weapons just come down over it. You know what? That'd be dope. But once again, if you do that, we, we, we don't get our high spots anymore. And, and I, I kind of do like, because you know, every year we do get a high spot. Where somebody like when uh what was it uh, Anna Cole fell through the table or when mm-hmm. Ricochet did the over rotation uh mm-hmm. the double moonsault, or e- the, 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 the moon saw or does the moonsault. also there's always that high spot that everybody has so I'm just like okay well I mean yeah I kind of I kind of like, like the high spot but I, you know what as you say it like like that if they got two rings I don't think they will be opposed to doing it they'll, knowing them their prime indication is a little bit higher. You know what? Actually,
1: we'll get into it. I think AEW could do it, too. Could do oh,
0: it. You know, AEW probably will do it.
1: Well, I mean, it would make sense if they do it. I'm just saying. You know, now, yeah.
0: especially. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I think right now, we probably should just get into the predictions.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's yeah, get into the predictions.
0: Good. Yeah, let's go to the predictions. So, uh, TakeOver War Games is this Sunday, so... These Now, me looking it up, we got a five-match card because at first, I know it was only four matches, but we are getting – uh they just added Timothy Thatcher taking on Tommaso Ciampa. I
1: thought that had been on there. So what was the other match I'm, I'm forgetting? I know the Strat match, the two cages, and that match. What other match is it? The Triple Threat. Uh, uh, of course, I forgot about that one. All
0: yes. right. I, it's amazing you forgot about the Triple Threat, but you didn't forget about the Strat match?
1: Because we just talked about the strap match.
0: Yeah. We, we talked about Leon Ruff in the, in the beginning. The room saw. I mean, uh-huh. the first well, you, you
1: said Leon Ruff. I, I, my bad.
0: <laughs> so uh, we got okay. So let's go over it right now. Um Timothy Thatcher taking on Tommaso Chopper in a singles matchup. After Chopper just got choked out by Timothy Thatcher, do you think it's going to be more of the same, or does Chopper get his revenge here? Because he has actually since coming back down a little bit of a losing streak. Huh.
1: It's was yeah. weird because stature. They kind of should put him over because he's newer, but uh, Tommaso had not been doing anything. I'm,
0: mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna
1: say Tommaso. I'm gonna say Tommaso.
0: You know, honestly, you know, if if Chopper let him choke him out on screen like that, I think Chopper gets the uh, the win here. Because I don't know, because
1: <laughs> last time he got choked out, we thought he was gonna win, and he lost in like two minutes.
0: Well, that was just carrying cross also, so. Which I don't think Karen Cross is back to the NXT roster anyway, but still, I think Vince going to bring him Rams right to the main roster. He could come
1: back; you never know.
0: Well, t- man, I, t- do, t- I mean, I do. agree with you. Uh, so yeah, I got I got Timothy you, Thatcher. You
1: know what? And just real quick, uh-huh. what's the difference between him losing the title and Finn Balor losing it? Because like literally, both of them haven't fought probably in the same length of time. Finn Balor probably fought one time, and of course that title match where like both of them got injured. It's like we kind of could have kept it on him. He could have just did this. Yeah. No, well, I mean I got a no problem with it though. I know that, I know they didn't want to. Huh? I was gonna say I know they didn't want to take it off a of ballot because he had just won it and then they they literally just did that because he got injured. So.
0: Yeah, I, I hope I hope he's he's gonna be back in time for whatever NXT does next. As he, I would like to see the championship match. But yeah, I got Chompa winning uh, this matchup. Dexter Loomis taking on Cameron Grimes in a strap match now i don't think it matters this they didn't say texas ball rope so i don't think it's going to have to be a thing where we had to hit the corners i didn't think it's just going to be a thing where he can't run so i think that's what the, the strap match is just going to be and if that's the case dexter loomis wins this matchup
1: i don't mean Cameron Grimes
0: is going to make it it's going to make it interesting and then it's on takeover they're going to try to make themselves have a good matchup because it's on the a, a good takeover card but i do think uh I do think it's, it's it's easy pickers right here. I really think that, Cam, uh, Dexter Loomis wins the match here. Even
1: though I don't like Cameron Grimes, I can see him doing the arrow to the Rio somehow. Dexter Loomis get his arm stuck and he's hanging off the off the turnbuckle. He does the cave game from the top.
0: Ooh, see, I didn't even think of it like that. That's probably the only cool thing he can do. You know what? That's kind of dope. Maybe, but you know, I'm so I'm gonna, I'm gonna still stick with um, Cameron Grant. I'm still, Dexter Loomis. My bad. Y'all almost, almost had me. you almost had me. Uh, triple threat match for the North American Championship. Leon Ruff taking on Johnny Gorgano taking on Damian Priest. Does Leon Ruff lose the championship? And if it is to which one, Priest or Gorgano? I'm gonna
1: say he wins here, but then loses it if they had like a two, New Year's episode two weeks ago,
0: he, 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 you would have him losing
1: no I still have him losing but I don't basically I don't want to see Gargano or Ding Priest fight anymore and I don't want to see him fighting them anymore so I just want him to get away from them and then maybe New Year's or something uh, he'll challenge somebody and they'll
0: beat him wow you know what I would have thought that, but I think Organo wins the championship back, and then be a three time champ for no reason. I, I, it's like, I, 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 think, I think I think yeah the a piss cute flow. Off. I think Organo wins his championship back, and uh, of course, Dame, it's it's going to be a yeah. He got Leon Ruff, Leon Ruff. No matter was taking the pen in this matchup. Damon Priest ain't taking it, and then like I said, they made him look strong on NXT. Uh, going over the uh the tag um you know. Fantastic. So, so uh, you want to see NXT. Damian Priest
1: and Finn Balor fight again?
0: No, if, they, they could move on. You can have uh, Finn Balik, I mean, go up to the next person. This, this could be the feud ender. You don't have to go back to Priest
1: and Gargano. I, I don't think the feud going to be over. If, if Gargano wins it or Damian Priest wins, I don't think the feud will be
0: over. I'll, I'll kill a chick because you, you want to probably move somebody up to the NXT spot, the NXT Championship spot, because you have nobody up in that spot right now. And I, don't be I don't know, I don't I don't be down it, it could be Pete Dunn, depending on how the war games go. But let's go into the women's war games matchup, which you have Team Shashi, Shashi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and EO Shirai taking on Team Candace, Candace LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. So we see what happened, obviously, with Labrador, who got the advantage. Shazi Blackheart is going to do a falling sit from the top. I hope somebody catches her. Right. Or not, huh? Or not, because <clears throat> I really see herself like over rotating and like her, like kind of like you know the body coming up too much and like land on her head. I hope she doesn't. Uh Of course, I see Israel's right doing the moon so, and you know I, 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 I really see off the top, off the top, yeah.
1: Uh, I don't see don't, don't, they're gonna do one spot. They, you got to pick one. Okay, it, it, go, it go to it go to Shazzy then, because they I, they are not doing two off the top spots and then the men gonna have to do it off the top spot too. I don't think they're gonna do three off the top spots. But that they could, but I'm just saying I don't I don't see three in in, in one night.
0: Okay. You're right. Okay. I, I give it to Shazi, but I give
1: uh I say EO I say EO climbs up on the cage a little bit and does it but not off the top. So she might do like maybe right above the top rope.
0: Okay. Maybe I have team, but at the end, you know, I have team Shazi winning this match. No, I'm lying. I have team Candice winning this match. Huh. Team Candice winning this matchup, and uh, either Ember Moon or Shazi Blackheart is taking the pin. Rhea Ripley, I think, is getting, is getting moved to the main roster, and Io Shirai's the champion. They're not going to uh, touch the champion.
1: I mean, Rhea Ripley beat four people last year.
0: By herself. She she did. So that's why she can be on a losing team. But I don't think she's gonna get pinned. I think or if she if she is really out on her way out the door to go to Raw because Vince is struggling for some women's talent on Raw right now. Well bye-bye the real? Yeah, but I say I think I think Rhea takes that pin. She go to the
1: main roster. She ain't Never gonna be seen
0: again. Mm. But uh okay. depend I mean depend, like, it depends because Belair is doing good in the main roster so far. She's been seen every week so far. Okay. Like, so, some people got it, some people just, a lot of people don't, so. Yeah, but look at Matt Riddle. I you, know you, 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 is. I'm playing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay.
1: You you enjoying this Matt Riddle run that ben got him on? I,
0: I enjoy Matt Riddle within Dopey. the past. Listen to me. Since Survivor Series, I've enjoyed Matt Riddle, because before that, I was like, he. I, I'm tired of Corbin, I'm tired of seeing stuff like that. Uh, yes, his, his promos are terrible because of the, of the writing, but the matches he's been having with Sheamus have been awesome.
1: Okay, and
0: they they were giving him more limelight, so yeah. Okay, uh, well, I mean, it, it was, is everything okay over there? Is you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dog. Yeah. Oh, I'm say, you know, I'm say, yo, wait, so you look outside your way. Somebody coming to the windows? So? <laughs> um let's. Uh, Going to the main event, we have Undisputed Era taking on uh, Team Ma- McAfee with McAvee Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Only Lorkin. McAfee's taking the spot in this match.
1: He told it, the dive,
0: yes, he, he he's going okay. he, he's going to do the dive on everybody in, into this matchup, but he's going to have a, a fun see, time doing it.
1: I see a superplex.
0: Which kind? You mean like like a ankle suplex on, on, on everybody down there?
1: I say him. He suplex. Colorado suplexes, Pat McAfee. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just see Kyle doing something. Since Adam Cole always get the shine off the top, I think Kyle wants to do something.
0: You know, What's I up? see it because I honestly see undisputed era going four and zero in war games matches. Okay, okay. I, just I see it don't see that. Pat McAfee had his wait. They're career. not. They're,
1: they're not. They're not. They're not undefeated
0: though. Oh shit! That's right. You know they're right. They did not lose. I have them win this War Games matchup because Pat McAfee and them had just been bitching Undisputed Era out, burning their flag, uh, get, be, beating them up, you know what I'm saying. Uh, they lose a the ladder match. Uh, this is Undisputed Era's match. They, they, they know what the best. Pat McAfee is getting pinned here because if he wins, you got to do more with Pat McAfee afterwards. I'm like, you don't got to. I think they lose here. So Pete Duncan go on. It's a one-time stable thing. Pete Duncan going to the NXC Championship. Then we can have the Tag Team Championships being defended, and McAfee can... against okay. who? I mean, well, obviously, we, we had the third them three teams fighting, so we can have uh, McAfee going to back to his show and come back for the World Rumble or something. So who do you have in the main event?
1: I have the Undisputed Era. Okay, as I figured.
0: I guess they're going to be 2-2 two
1: and two then, because they... They lost two already. They won once. So I'm gonna say they gonna be two and two.
0: Yes, yeah, split. It. I don't see them getting bitched out. And the match is supposed to be there. It's kind of like how they always say the very live matches I take a specialty. He lost like every single one except for the, the bone yard. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's better. Yeah, uh, how lose the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Don't don't bring that up. Don't <laughs> don't bring that up. Okay, but now it's time to go on to what well, we know. We've been waiting to talk about. A-E-W Dynamite. Winter is coming. So welcome to uh Dynamite. Winter is coming. Prior time, got a chance to go there. And hey, I, what a show to come. So when it's coming, the war is here. Uh, kicking off the show, we have the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. So this is the Battle Royal where the last two participants that's in the Battle Royal will face next week for MJF's Diamond ring that he won back earlier, and was it this year or last year?
1: Last year, I right? want to say it was this year, but it could have been last year, and this year has been so long, I don't know.
0: Uh, in this matchup, we have the participants: as Arch Cassidy, Hangman Page, Matt Seidel, Scorpio Sky, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Lee Johnson, Sammy Guevara, MJF, Warlord, Sean Spears, John Silver, Alex Runnels, Matt Hardy, Jungle Boy, Janela, Luther, have seen him in a while, Serpent yeah. uh, Trepper Tico, uh Kip Sabian, and Miro. So Matt Hardy tosses Isaiah Cassidy over the, top the rope in no time. So it's like, okay. So, so much for them partnering up. So uh, but the thing is, why not why do Art Cassidy and not do Mark Quinn? All right, my bad. Okay. Yeah. I was no, like I was so, uh Matt Hardy tosses out Isaiah Cassidy. So, like very quickly at the beginning, but I'm just like, uh, so if it, if it's going to be, you're going to talk about Isaiah Cassidy, why talk about Mark Quinn also as well?
1: Well, it's the art of surprise, you know? I guess he sees himself as one of them, and the other one was Jeff, so he threw him over instead.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. yeah. so, uh, yeah, uh, Alex, one of John that they did they, the double C stripper take up. Uh, there's a, there is a moment that is surprising because Matt Hardy actually assists Mark Quinn in the silly string, but Mark Quinn gets tossed over and so does Matt Hardy. Miro is dominating in this one, and mm-hmm. MJF, Warlow, and um, Sam LeVar are all, like, huddled up in the corner, kind of like, you know, kind of like walking with each other so nobody uh, gets hit or anything like that. Miro uh, is being dominating, and Orange Cassidy gets tossed out, but he's not eliminated, so we mind that for later. And uh Juggle Boy is still in there. So after Miro uh you know gets distracted, they start jumping uh mirror on it and they club him, and then all three of the inner circle toss mirror out. Jungle Boy uh hits a drop kick on, on Warlow and Juggle Boy and Sammy Guevara are fighting on top turnbuckle. They have a very interesting ex- exchange on the April, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Very good. It was like
1: it was like, it was like NFL. almost
0: like Mortal Kombat a little bit. Yeah. It was like, who who all this that I, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, they both get on the top rope, and the MJF pushes both of them all. So it's already creating tension within the in, in the circle.
1: <laughs> you know, I was so scared because like Jungle Boy was standing up on like he was like standing up on top of um Sammy on the top rope, and he just fell exactly. like he just took it. I was like, oh, that could oh that could have been bad, but it wasn't. Could have been though.
0: You're right. Um, we also get uh MJF and orange, and uh Orange Cassidy uh in, in get exchanged and then Archie comes in there and hits the, the orange puncher they call down Warlow, MJF and then Cassidy eliminates Warlow. So then after we get the annoying best friends hug and I think the wrong week,
1: person won though.
0: <clears throat> well I mean well right now it's MJF and Orange Cassidy next week.
1: I still think I think they should have did, did what it was gonna originally do I think he should have just had accidentally bumped into Warlow. Warlow accidentally bumps into MJF and sends him over. And maybe we get some something going for Warlow instead of just looking at Jake Hager every week.
0: Yeah, well you know I, I was thinking you could do well I mean it would have been interesting to Warlow and MJF but obviously you don't want to bring that so I
1: thought yeah. they could they could have did that too and then if and if Warlord would have won, MGF could have just handed him the ring and said, Here, this is from me to
0: you, or something. You know, think it could have been something like that. But next week we're gonna get Orange Cash taking on MJF. Uh for the first time ever, we get the demo guy, uh Chris Jericho with Ortiz and Jake Hager, uh taking on Frankie Gazarian of SCU. So uh we I was just gonna um, say
1: 10 or 15 years ago, this match would have been
0: insane. Crazy. Yes, but don't. But th- even with them at their age now, the match is still the match is still pretty good. The only thing uh, that was, I
1: they I had be a flex capacitor. What'd you say? Because they're his, his old finisher, the flex capacitor, which he probably hasn't done in ten years.
0: Yeah,
1: just to do a Spanish fly when he lands on top of you. Uh huh. Hasn't probably haven't done that in, probably over since he had long hair at least.
0: Oh, so yeah, I remember them long hair uh, days. Yeah, so uh, he uh really pulled it out, pulled out the stops. That's fine. uh, so we have um, Jericho tries to go for a cold breaker, but the could C- C- cast uh, counters it with the Walsh Jericho MJF and Willow run down the rear. MJF is holding a white towel, he's teasing like he's gonna throw it in. And Sammy Gavar comes out and says, Yo, what are you doing? Jericho turns around to, and, and thought Sammy was intended to end the match. Jericho finally escaped. Uh, Frank's submission attempt and hits the juice Effect, which is kind of sloppy on um, his area, and he wins the matchup. But he gets on the mic. And he says, look, I'm tired of all this shit. Dead serious. Uh, he said that next week we're going to have the Inner Circle ultimatum. and They have seven days to figure out how to work together or the Inner Circle will split up forever. So what do you think is necessarily going to happen? Because I, I I think it's too early for them up. to split yet in this storyline. Definitely not splitting up. They're yeah, gonna, they're gonna us, be on the same page. Uh, I think they're gonna
1: they're gonna be on the same page but somehow, some way, Sammy gets kicked out.
0: Oh damn! You think they they gonna kick out Sammy? Yeah. Well, Sammy looks looks like look, like like he may be on his way for a face turn. Yeah,
1: so I'm saying they're gonna kick him out. He's gonna go Mm-mm. be a face. Okay. Or somehow, somewhere, because I thought even when they, I thought when MJF and Sammy came in, I thought somehow they was gonna make Sammy accidentally be the one to throw the towel, and make Jericho mm-hmm. lose, and then Jericho's gonna get mad and throw and be mad at Sammy. I think somehow, some way, MJF is gonna sabotage and make Sammy get kicked out, and then Sammy's gonna have a face turn.
0: Okay, but yeah, that's what I see. Uh, we get the uh, the claim interrupt the Young Bucks. Who are being interviewed by Alex Mavarez, they give like a little rap, and then they they mocked the, the uh the Bucks new book, which come out, which I actually want to try to get. Then uh TH two assaults the Bucks from behind, and next week it's gonna be the Bucks versus TH two in a non-title match.
1: So are they claims supposed to be just uncool guys? You said uncool guys? Yes, they try to do the rap, it wasn't good. And then while TH just beating them up, one of them yells, World Star, like that's supposed
0: to be to me it looks like they're trying to be like the urban youth um what's the name of the, uh what's the name of the chicken farmers in in uh ROH? the briscoes the briscoes yeah <laughs> chicken farms are they not are they not chicken farmers
1: I don't know I, that's I wouldn't describe them like that
0: but I, no I, I, they got
1: they got a legit chicken farm Oh, uh, they got a legit meeting they gotta go to as well, probably. Yeah. Like, I don't
0: know. <laughs> so uh probably so. Um Dr. Brent Baker, DMD, taking on legit Leah Harsh. Uh, uh your name? Hirsch. okay. Uh so this past this show was actually, you know, uh, you know, uh Le- Layla got some hits in, but um she uh Justin the Rose but gets connected with uh Reba uh, Bear Capitalizes with a sling blade and gets it back into the ring, and then uh she goes and hits like the, the, the spinning uh fisherman nightbreaker. And I thought that was it, but then she puts she puts on the uh, lockjaw, wins the matchup, and then Dunda Rosa comes out and starts beating up uh Brent Baker, and they have to uh separate Thunder Rosa and Brent Baker, and then uh uh Reba went after Later, but later later Suplex sir, and it was just Chaos all over. So, your thoughts? will could before we get into what everybody really came I, for?
1: I, I don't really care about Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker feuding because I think Britt Baker should be fighting for the title, but she's not. Uh, okay,
0: that's all I got to say. Well, yeah, that's a, we ain't got nobody challenging it for the title. Uh, <clears throat> the NXT, uh, the NXT Lord, the TNT Champion, Darby Allen, and the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes.
1: Uh, and br- so, so when I went the first time in person, I was just making fun of him because it wasn't that much at that time. It was still a lot. But he uh-huh. came out with.
0: What did he come out with? Hey, I can't remember. Was it him and Dustin? The dog? I don't Brandy. The whole Nightmare family? Things like that? No,
1: no, no. When I went, he came out. I forgot who he came out with, but he might have came out with the Bucks or whatever. But when he came out, it was like. It was just a fire. It was just like psh, psh, psh. this time it was psh, 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 psh. like Batista came right. It's like Batista came right. <laughs> in <his injury. laughs> uh, Come on, man.
0: When, uh, well, of course, they're, they're going up against Absolute Ricky stars and Powerhouse Hobbs with Taz. So, this is a uh, tag team matchup that they they, they they start isolating on Darby Island. Obviously, Powerhouse Hobbs shows the power that he has. Picking up Darby by his neck and then giving him a belly to belly. Cody gets a tag in, goes for the front drop kick on Hobbs and then uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, things start uh, falling down from there. Hobbs, uh, Cody cleans house and then uh, power slam Starks. Cody knocks Hobbs uh, to the outside with a disaster kick and then uh, Starks. Uh, counters the crossroads from Cody, but Cody followed up with a cutter, in DDP, and then Darby goes and gets the coffin drop on Starks and they score the pin. So afterwards, Hobbs starts jumping Darby out from behind and then orange Anderson comes up to even up the odds. Arn Anderson, people. I should have known something was happening when Arn Anderson was coming up there to stop shit. And then uh, Hobbs starts getting the, getting the better of him. Dustin Rose comes out. Let's get all the WCW guys out here, Why not, why don't we?
1: I mean, hey, then, that's what that's what they that's what the segment was for, basically to get the old people. Hey, yeah. you remember this guy?
0: Exactly. And then uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jake the Snake ain't come out. Bro, no, too old. Uh, then Brian Cage comes down, and then everybody's getting picked apart, and then all of a sudden the lights go out, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" It begins to snow. I swear to you, I didn't know what was coming up now. And then all of a sudden, a, a figure. They ruined a, pro- it
1: a little bit. Wait, what you say? They kind of ruined it a little bit.
0: Oh, so, you knew what was happening before this happened?
1: I didn't know necessarily what, like, I, so it's, it's a small little detail, but they showed the a crow. You can't just show a crow. Yeah. And it, it's like, of course, it was still a surprise because we want for sure. The think is just a regular bird, but they showed a crow. It's like, that's like if the Undertaker come out and they show the teeth, the little taker
0: thing with the no, teeth. No, if, if you hear the gong, the gong, it, it, you know, it's Undertaker
1: yeah that too. I'm talking about like if you what's a return that like you didn't know for sure like the Jerry every time Jericho returns, it has a little clock, yeah, so you don't know for sure if it's Jericho, but you know that's jericho like uh-huh you know, see me yeah. Ticker. yeah, it's kinda like that, but still a good good moment um uh, they had like snow coming from like the the lights, the lights. Yeah, like I was like, it's like it's snow.
0: snowing in there.
1: That yeah. was dope. Uh, yeah. but so the, the lights was blowing out, snow, and with it being outside, it kind of like went everywhere instead of just on one spot. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, it got all in sting hair and all that. But yeah, it yeah. got the sting coming out. Uh sting. With a new jacket, a new shirt, a new gear. Yeah. <laughs> like he pulled the baseball bat out of his chest. I was like,
0: that was dope. He pulled the bo- a baseball bat out from his jacket, and then Tony Shivani screams, It's Sting on AEW. Like, he was excited when I was just I was like, It's Sting on AEW. And then, you know, your boy Jim Ross, mark down your calendars December 2nd, 2020. This is the craziest year. It's got to be got insane. Scream, yeah, <laughs> JJR was. Uh,
1: was uh, I'm my, glad I
0: I'm glad I didn't have to listen to him. Uh, it was um, Sting is back on TNT. 19 years, it's been Sting has been on TNT. Nineteen years since two thousand one is when WCW closed its doors, and night as nineteen years ago. My goodness, um, t- Team Chaos retreated, and Sting takes his time and goes down the the whole list of age. He first looked at Arn Anderson, stared him down. Should have hit him
1: in the knee. Yeah, first thing I would have did. How many times you done turned on me? Yeah, hit him in the knee. <laughs> Found Ric Flair and hit him in the face. How many uh, times have y'all turned on me? And I trusted y'all. Every single time,
0: then, then he goes and, and bends on one knee and he eyeballs Cody. And then he goes over and he said, We don't, you know, uh, J- 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 as he's doing this, Jim J- Ross is just like, We don't know where, we don't know why, we don't know what. <laughs> I was like, Yo, if yeah, right?" Glad. If I was dying at home and still be like, we don't know where, we don't know what, we don't know why. <laughs> I said, I'll wait for you. We don't know how. or oh, you know, all the other stuff. Or well, Sting said, and then he goes over and stares down Darby Owens. So he goes down the whole age progression and then just walks away. Isn't it amazing how every time Sting debuts, Sting um, comes up and it's just like, hey, we're we going to – uh just interrupt the match, not fight anybody, just come down this walk and my presence is going to make everybody retreat?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, Sting, honestly, Sting has been uh, everywhere. You know, they kind of show the track list of different promotions he's been in, you know, uh, TNA, WWE, WCW, New Japan, AEW. It's like, Sting has been everywhere.
0: He has been everywhere. And now, it was like, what a moment. That, That was an awesome moment to have Sting there. And now it's time for the AEW World Champion, the number no contender Kenny Omega taking on John Moxley. Don Callis is on commentary for this matchup, and John Moxley, Impact
1: president, uh, I think. You th- think he's the president of Impact or something? The president or the general manager? Some, some He's like
0: important in the actual, in the actual Impact, not on TV. Yes, because we're we, we're actually about to get um, a crossover mm-hmm so that that that, that we, we, we talked um about that uh so has a big Boy match feel stuff like that so uh it's been a year they did do the stare down one of the biggest main events in aew history so we go into this man and they beat the shit out of each other they really beat the shit out of each other um they're on the outside. moxie hits a paradigm shift like on the floor onto this like speaker looking thing. And the referees are checking on Kenny Omega that Moxie moves him out the way. Uh Don Cos gets off the uh the commentary team and then he tries to throw some at Kenny Omega. It's a microphone. He hits it and hits uh Moxie in the head with the microphone. Moxie's starting to bleed a little bit over the eye. So now since he, he's bleeding a little bit over the eye, they're just figuring out okay, Kenny Omega is hitting him with vicious amount of V triggers.
1: Stiff vicious. ones too.
0: Say what? Stiff ones too. Yes, they, 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 they are stiff. Um, then, uh, he, he has a tiger driver 98, but Moxley kicks out. Then Moxley does Omega in, but, uh, he runs it from another V trigger followed with a ripcord V trigger. And what Moxley is just, he, he keeps coming. Uh, and then I think, doesn't Moxley hit like two paradigm shifts in Kenny Omega? Or was that before the one on the outside? Because I swore Moxie hit, like, four paradigm shifts in this match. I
1: don't think he hit four. I thought he hit, like, one on the outside, like, one in the ring, but couldn't cover him.
0: Okay. Because I, I was just like, this that's a shit, that's a shit to the par- paradigm shifts. Um, in the meantime, uh, Doc Ops, uh, after the microphone, uh, gets hit, Moxley gets another V-trigger in the corner, and then Kenny Omega sets up Moxley for the one-winged angel, the, the most protected finishing move in wrestling next to the RKO and, and
1: the um, never mind, not anymore. I was gonna say and the Rainmaker, but not anymore.
0: And the Rainmaker's not protected I don't think, anymore, as much as not as much as the One Wing Angel was in RKO.
1: And nobody um, ever kicked out of it. Say what? Nobody's ever kicked out of it.
0: Oh, they're still protected there,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Cows, after, after the rain, and Omega ran. Out the arena with the belt before, and, and they got to the SUV and uh drove off as Moxie was trying to get his bearings together. And the, the Don Cops replied, "Said you can find out this Tuesday on Impact Wrestling on A- uh, Access TV." And I'm just like, "Yo, why are y'all trying to make me watch Impact?"
1: No, that's the Impact trying to get
0: views. What do you mean? And I'm, just, I'm like, I don't want to go watch no Impact. But that was AEW. Look, do we really have to go on and see who had the better night? NXT did decent, but AEW wins it hands down.
1: Yeah, AEW wins. I'm actually kind of excited to see what kind of matches they do if they do crossover matches. Like, I would want, I would kind of want to see a little semi invasion of the people that's that's. That's good, basically. I don't want to see Johnny Swinger coming in with Orange Cassidy.
0: I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm you're talking about some le, le, the legit impact talent, the
1: Motor City Machine Guns and the Good Brothers. I'm going to see them come over and fight FTR and the Young Bucks
0: and all yeah. that. The Mac and uh, Rich Swan and Eric Young and uh, and uh, um, what's his name? Who? who, who. Moose, no, Moose, too, Shamrock. Uh, God, you know the, the guy who, who, the one who fought Tessa earlier this year in the in the. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. There we go. Sammy yeah, Callahan. You know, so all, all all those Impact guys, they can come over and make make a, a, a legit thing. Impact versus AEW crossover kind of thing would be dope if it's booked the right way. Because you you already heard Chuaish now say, know, we're open to crossovers too. You
1: know. You know they're not. We're open to we open to all crossovers only we can
0: win is that yeah Uh, you're destroying your talent every week then yes of course yeah so that's how that so guys that was our wednesday night war hope you guys enjoyed it make sure if you listen to us on the podcast you uh stay tuned because we got more coming on after this all right guys so that was the wednesday night war here and uh you know i said we, we had a good time talking about that so that's all we have for the podcast this week i mean it, we, we had some topics that took up a lot of time. So uh, it, it didn't sound like a lot, but it, it was enough. So uh, make sure you guys check out com, production that we're a part of. Check out the Lumen Pop, Lumen Pop Horror Show, um, Both Sides, and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coaches content on there, the, the uh, No give See the Wrestling podcast, Nerd Guys with Talk podcast, Turntable with Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. And make sure. You guys check us out on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us all also out on the snippets on YouTube Premium. Make sure you guys check out the Prime Massager Podcast every single Friday, new guests, every single Friday Our my man's over there killing it. Yep. Make sure you guys check out the com or Teespring slash Coalition to get all your Nerd Coalition needs, The Nerd Studios, and Level Up Hoodies. The no gimmick Seen of wrestling hoodies fight COVID nineteen out there with your NC uh, Studios mask and level up mask. I like to take a picture on Instagram and send it to us on Instagram. That you guys have have done that, we really appreciate it. Out there, get ready for Christmas holiday. Make sure you put your decorations up, get your tree up, so you know you can have some kind of a uh, happiness around this holiday season. And uh, prior time promote Q real quick. Uh
1: yeah, Q got that new song called finish line y'all gotta it's gonna be out next week um, from what he says on his ig instagram gonna be out next week it's yep. called finish line he says last song of 2020 had to call the big homies for this one finish line it's gonna be available everywhere next week so
0: all right so make sure y'all guys check that thing out as well and then of course you know all the uh, the award drummers also on the So. the Guys, I'm glad you guys enjoyed us. We will be back, hopefully, tomorrow. I am I, I want to learn how to do live. I know by 2021, we're going to be doing, like, live reviews for things. But I think we'll finish out with the regular reviews when it comes to War Games and TLC. But I think when it comes to pay-per-view reviews, I think I want to start doing them live. Okay. Because we can sit okay. there and talk about it, and the next thing you know, that's going to be already up. So I got to sit there and keep editing through do everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but we should be back, uh, tomorrow, uh, on Monday morning with our War Games review, you know, so, uh, you plan on watching War Games tomorrow, right, Prime? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm watching War Games, so I'm watching, uh, Chelsea so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go out there, catch your boo. So, uh, once again, this is NC, place to be, Chon Chon Mustaine, D, and not Deion Sands, but Primetime. All right, All All right, and Q-Flow, we know where you at, though, bro, but take us out.